Up next on the Psychedelic Timeshare, we have Army Forward Observer and Black Hawk Helicopter Crew Chief Brian Ortega shares his stories of his struggles with opiates, PTSD, depression, the custody of his child, and the healing powers of cannabis and psychedelics. Tip of the tongue. Tip, tip, tip. Oh, you're going to drop a little freestyle in the intro, huh, I guess? Just clearing the pipes. Okay. Welcome to the Psychedelic Timeshare. I'm Mark Question. Here as always with Ian. (laughs) (laughs) A.K.A. Psychedemus. Tonight we're blessed to have a wonderful guest, Brian O. From Texas. Happy to be here. Awesome. Awesome. You want to give us some background on Brian? Sure. So, Brian is a veteran of the U.S. Army who grew up in Texas, in uh, Cibolo, in the area b- between Austin and San Antonio. And after his service as a Black Hawk crew chief, uh, he experienced the symptoms and reality of PTSD. And in doing so, was unable to get the medical treatment that he needed and uh decided to pick himself up and his family moved to Colorado in I think 2015 and then uh, since then has been healing himself and has come back to Texas for this most recent legislative session uh, in the Texas legislature following the presidential election to work to have more cannabis freedom for Texans and uh, all Americans. That, does that sound about right, Brian? It's pretty accurate. Uh, correction on the uh, <laughs> yeah, thanks. Up the the PTSD. I, I did I did reclass after I deployed to be a crew chief. So we're, we're gonna we're gonna make sure that for the non-military members, we explain all acronyms, <laughs> all short term. <laughs> so you reclassified. Yeah. So just to clarify, um, well, Brian, Brian well, welcome lot- to the show. First <coughs> off, thank you. Yeah, thanks for being here, Brian. Oh, I lost my mic. All right, my headphones. Okay. Pause while we temporarily make some audio adjustments. Thank you. While uh, while he's fixing that, um, so is the is the crew chief on the helicopter? Or is this somebody yes. that works? No, the crew chief. Uh, yeah, the, so he does both. Okay. So uh, so here, so, so, pre- so go ahead. I think we just rolled into our next question here. So Mark, yeah. please ask that question again. Yeah, I was kind of curious if it's somebody that's uh, that's more like a mechanic working on the helicopter, or if you're you're on board uh, during while it's flying. Yes, all of that. <laughs> the answer is yes. They assist the pilot in uh, all aspects, and they they do fly with the bird and make sure that it is operational. But that is not what I deployed as. I deployed as a forward observer. And oh. that's that's where I experienced my my PTSD. So that's what I just wanted to clarify that it was it was not through the actually I had a wonderful experience with Blackhawks um, of actually saving a life in uh, in combat. So that's why I reclassed to be a crew chief. Awesome, awesome. So uh, we kind of did a, a high a high level arc 
what what of you know of your of your military experience to get you here what are your hopes or aspirations for this uh, next session here in Texas which for the folks who don't know <laughs> Texas is a state legislature that meets every 2 years so uh, it's meeting now through at the end of May, I think in the begin into the very beginning of June, and uh, yeah, what what would you like to see Brian accomplished here in Texas in this session, and you as a Texas resident after moving to Colorado for right five or six years, yeah, coming back, what would you like to see happen here? Medical freedom. What does that look like? That looks like full adult access of cannabis, responsible adult adult okay. use. Okay, so doesn't that I mean, that's a big ask, right? In other words, no, I, I, really. I don't disagree with your looking at it, but in Texas politics and how much resistance there's been, is that is that a realistic uh, achievement out of this legislative session? I hope so, yeah. I mean, you asked me about my hopes, and my hopes and dreams are for medical freedom in my state, and it's not an unreasonable ask. It's the right thing to do. So then how does how do we achieve that how is that achieved in texas the medical freedom that you're uh, that you're speaking of uh some of some of these bills have to get amended or new legislature proposed that will give us access in such a way uh, removing the the restriction for the low thc so currently the uh, restriction for thc in texas as the teacup bill is written, is 0.5%. It was expanded from 0.3%, uh, I think, in the last session. And yeah. uh, so are you for uh, fixed higher limits? Are you for no limits? Uh, what, what, what's, oh, man. What is, what is your preference for the regulatory framework on any – thing in the law relating to the amount of THC in the plant no there should be no limit like why why are we <clears throat> I mean why are we singling out and segregating one cannabinoid it's it's like well why, why don't you explain to the listeners who don't understand the concept of concentration what the difference between what how much THC might be in the plant when it's grown versus how much THC might be in some form of concentrate after the fact because all these rules are written to address how much THC you can have in the plant, which we all know once you get out of the plant, that's completely meaningless. Yeah. So why don't, so why don't you explain a little bit, since you live in Colorado oh, wow. and you're experiencing that freedom, why setting any kind of percentage limit in the plant when you have all these other forms of it you know, whatever you want to say, doesn't doesn't fit, doesn't work, doesn't make sense. You, you right. Can, yeah. So so right. educate us, being someone who has access to those things in Colorado. Well, I'm just gonna speak from from what I know. Man, I'll probably forget some stuff because, uh, yeah, I don't, that happens. But um, so you're asking about <clears throat> percentages from the plant. You can have a plant that's around. I don't know, anywhere from 16 to 30% THC, but that's only one cannabinoid that exists within within the structure of, of the whole Okay, well, well, today in Texas, they're not as sophisticated. They're just into the one cannabinoid THC. Right. And they're trying to control how much of it is in there. So they Because don't that's what gets you high. Okay. Right, and that's that's supposedly what, what impairs you or make you makes you an unresponsible. So, so, so explain to the, the listeners then, 
if they're trying to control it, why controlling it in the plant once you turn it into concentrate doesn't mean anything since you've worked in that industry in Colorado, and right? Well, I would say the biggest and, and quickest answer to, to say to that is um, you can have something testing at, let's say, we what you were saying earlier, the difference between flour and concentrate. Well, when you take the flour, you squeeze the juice out, <clears throat> you take something going from... 26% THC pump, pumping a product out that's testing anywhere from 63 to... 90. Oh, my God. Isn't yeah. that going to kill people? If we nah. increase the, the nah. strength of the drugs, all the kids will overdose. That's, is that, that's not true? What, how is, is that you're telling fear, me it's better? fear monger. No, but... <laughs> But you're telling me this is even better? No, no, forget about the fear model. It's amazing. Yes. What? No, I'm, I'm, I'm bringing you the fear model of people that have Please. a legitimate concern, right? Because this is what they've heard. The super pod, it's all potent. Tell yeah. us why potency is better. Do you use less when it's more potent or more? That's, that's what made me choose to move, in a sense, was having access to the higher potency uh, availability in in these concentrated forms of cannabis that's where the the real pain relief comes from you, you can't you can't have that with i mean i traded whiskey for for cannabis and it, it saved my life why pain why, why is that hard why is that harder if you're smoking it versus using these more concentrated forms what do you mean harder you said that it's harder to get the pain relief smoking the flower no. versus the concentrates it, it did I lose? Did I lose my mic again? Or my headphones? Yeah, mine are just popped out. There you go. You should be good. I got to work on that. But um, I I meant harder in in regards to access. What here? What what's the forget access? What is the reason that cannabis in a concentrated form is more helpful to you medically than smoking the flower? Because you went pain, to Colorado. Pain, pain relief. If someone doesn't understand that and they're worried about the killer weed that's ah. going to make them go crazy and ah. check them in their emergency room, right? Because this is what a lot of people in Texas no. have been fed, right? So, <clears throat> so you're a Texas so boy. You went to Colorado and got the good medical experience, so you can come back right. here and tell everyone the good news about I not was to a, be afraid of it. I was able to medicate, um, like I, I can't even remember how many dabs a day I was doing, but it was it was nothing incomparable to, to as many shots of whiskey I would take to numb the pain. Um, the only thing that could really combat that and not put me in some sort of zombie-like state or state of impairment where I'm, I'm no, no good to nobody, um, I needed access to, to high-testing, concentrated cannabis. So what you're saying is that if you spend all your time smoking flour, it would just be too much work and too much burning to get yes. the same uh, effect you can get by it hurts your lungs well, the, and the, to the get the same the, effect i have to smoke a lot more so what you're saying is that it's not really that you're going to get knocked out with too much with more powerful stuff you just use less of it right well say that again you're using less of it because it's concentrated if you said the percentage of cannabis is 20 percent, and then the concentrate is 60 percent yeah like how much yes. flour would you have to smoke to a lot to, to get to the point where people lot, don't get this is, we need, we need yeah, to pound yeah, this yeah. into people's heads who don't know about this they don't get it they think if the stuff is too strong it'll make you go crazy I can, how I do you how do you self-regulate with concentrate i would say like two 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 joints of, of some high testing cannabis i could i could do one one dab 
and feel about the same. But still, it's it's, a, it's functioning. Uh, I wouldn't really think, uh, I guess, it, well, so, for yeah, me it is. Especially <laughs> compared to if you're trying to get there with whiskey. <laughs> like oh, yeah. I'm a, I'm a former alcoholic, so uh, I, I know uh, how non-functional uh, that drug is. Oh, yeah. That's that's a nightmare in itself. Got it. So the listeners could understand then if you're smoking flour f- to using it medically like you needed it for the PTSD, that smoking it all day long is a big hassle. The burning, the smoke. Oh, yeah. The not good for well, you. Because the effects changes. don't last all day. And they tend to wear off. And, and the more that you become a habitual user, um, it, you, it, it requires more cannabis. So how, So how does the concentrate address that? Because people might have fears, oh, the concentrate's stronger, so it's going to knock me out. What you're saying is if you use the concentrate, you actually yeah. use less overall yeah. because it doesn't take as much to get to yeah. where you're trying to go. Yeah, people, I, I I rarely see a novice cannabis smoker go straight to dabs. Like, if they go straight to dabs, they go straight to, straight to the floor. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's, it is powerful stuff, but, I mean, that's where education comes into play. And responsible adult use, harm reduction, these are all things that will... Will be taken care of or should be taken care of. You know what I'm saying. So what I'm hearing you say is that if somebody knows what they're doing on a medical side, the concentrates are a faster path to efficacy and safety. And if someone's yeah. using it more, let's just say hanging out and relaxing with their friends, yeah. they can afford to use flour because uh, you know they're not trying to get as much pain relief necessarily or something else. They're just more wanting to relax. Right. Yeah. The the language is already out there and. And the framework is written for people to research this stuff on their own. And um, the people who really don't know how to do it are people who don't use cannabis. And people who do use cannabis, they do the research. It's out there. Okay, so what is the message then, this session, that you would like as a Texas resident who's lived in Colorado and had the benefit of medical cannabis and now come back because Texas is the place you want to live. It's where your family and friends are. It's where your life is. How can you have the life that you've had in Colorado, in Texas, where the people here are not afraid of that lifestyle and it, you know, and it fits and it works for you and for them? How do, how do we do that? A well-regulated market. Okay, so what is the program that you'd like to see here in Texas uh, past this uh, session, what's what would be your ideal scenario? Oh wow! Um, th- uh, thanks, thanks for the warning. By the way, that's better this way. <laughs> no preparation. Uh, exactly. I thought we, I thought I was just coming to, to hang out. Yes. Uh, so, but yeah, I guess that's what we're doing. So, to answer your question, um, the best. I've seen and I haven't um, really had time to, to dig into. Yeah, you don't have to limit yourself to the bills. You know what I mean? I've, I've read some of them. It's just more like, well, what, I'm saying what, what do you, th- the, what would you like to see? And also, yeah. what's realistic? You had to leave the state to get your cannabis yeah. freedom. So, you, you know, Re- you understand the Texas politics and the history of the cannabis and how we got here. So, yeah. Um, Senator, Rod- uh, Senator Rodriguez, Senator Gutierrez. Yeah. Um, I think it's SB 140. It's, Probably from what I've read, and I haven't read Moody's bill, yeah. but it's uh, it's the best piece of legislation out there. So it's like the it's, full medical Monty, right? It's uh, everything's covered recreational in it. use too. The yeah. only the only problem I, I see in there is is it has the the low can, the low THC content, the, the cap. 
Sure. So we definitely don't want to fall into, you know, the whole trap of discussing all the, the pros and cons of bills. What I really want to know from you, Brian, is so let's instead of talking about specific legislation, what mm. would you like to see? You know, we're, we're not going to have a, yeah. a, a we're not going to have legal cannabis this session out of Texas. Anybody who thinks that is, is ridiculous. Yeah. We're going to have some sort of improvement to the existing medical bills or some new bill that's going to be you know approved and amended to that old one or something of that. We'll, we'll have a medical bill. What would you like to see in Texas this session? If 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 you're asking me, <clears throat> what what's my compromise? No, I'm saying you you Can have your you, you have your voice and you have your story. How would you like to see that applied and spent in the political process in Texas in this session? Because you you have you have something decriminalization. To okay. In one way. So you're going to be about um, Moody's bill, who? Right, which is going to be about just decriming, you know, four ounces of cannabis. No. Okay. Decriming all cannabis. Like it's, it's not a crime to, to use or, or possess cannabis. Okay, the, but, the sale but, and distribution yeah, but we know, we know the way the bills go. There's three types of bills. There's the decrim, there's the medical, and then there's the full legal. Right. We're not going to get the full legal. Yes, so we're we talking, are. We're not in this session? Yes, sir. Okay. So we're gonna get full. Like, so what's I like the optimism. Okay, no. So this, so then Brian, yeah, Brian's putting the the, the weights on his shoulders. No, it's here. not on my shoulder. It's, there's, okay. there's people been doing some great work. Do you, ja- do you, absolutely, Jackson do you, Heather. Do either of you know wh- how this uh, like low THC, like why any how that slips in there or why that even it's, got it, in there in the first a, place? It's a concession to give something. It's begging for crumb. it's crumbs. Yeah, it's, Does any? It's a political ploy. It's like a little uh, trojan. trojan. Like there's horse. still. So I moved here from Colorado, and I think Utah still has this on the right. books. Like, um, they had with they had with alcohol um, still left over from prohibition when they first mm-hmm. legalized alcohol. They had uh, we called it three two beer, three point two percent beer, and it was uh, that's what you would get on Sundays or at the gas stations at the non liquor store places. And yeah. what you end up doing is having to play beer pong with this weak ass beer and drink like a thousand of them to really get anywhere. Yeah. Um, we still have remnants of that, <laughs> yeah. you know, with the blue laws. Right. Right. Um, I don't, it, it's, it doesn't even, it doesn't make sense to me to even start there. If you want, if you want to do a lower concentrated product, you can do that. You could do that yeah. later. There's no way yeah. that the current system will work as is because it's frankenweed to make any percentage of THC or, or CBD. You can't get it that low. It doesn't go that it's low. It doesn't go below a percent anyway. So, 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 that's so, so the point is, let's talk about either decrim, medical, or full legal. Well, hold on. Okay. Well, I just want to say something real quick about why that's so scary. About why what's so what, scary? The low THC. It, but we know it doesn't work. In what, other words, what, what, but, what, what's but the, they're creating the framework for for us to be submitting to genetically engineered plants. Yeah, it's like setting no, the whole so, thing okay, up for so, failure. Is so what it looks what, like. What I, what I understand the uh, plan for this session is to get doctors uh, a lot determining THC uh, levels with their patients. That's the ultimate goal. They're willing to give up rights. That to could grow. be great for the medical program and, that's and what give, I'm saying. That's give what we're growers talking. and businesses we, we, tax incentives we, and Brian, lower prices for patients. Brian, we can't we, talk we, about all the plans rec. at one time. we got to talk about what full plan. Rec. So you think it's we're going to have full rec after that's what Texas? I want. Okay. And that's what I'm, that's what I'm advocating okay. for. Okay. So and as much as we think of Texas as uh, – Especially people who aren't 
haven't been here, not from here, as some sort of backwater place where uh, they they may as well hang you for having a joint. And there are some, some places, places like that. Um, I my my experience has been I've been out on a ranch with a bunch of old guys, <laughs> and um, they're all smoking weed. But they did tell me. Like they've been friends for years, but they've all been closeted weed smokers. So like they're all stoners, but they've been hiding it from each other until like the last few years. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, so so Brian, you believe that it's a political uh, reality that uh, cannabis can be uh, uh, recreational in Texas coming out of this 2021 session? Yes, if people do the right thing. The, the bills have been submitted. There's just a couple tweaks to, to a few of them that would make it possible. They just need to be brought to the floor and be read and come to a vote, go to committee. So you, you believe that there's the political uh, willpower in the state for that to happen? The bills are there if people just do the right thing. Well, that's what our representatives, but, I know, our but senators. This, but this, well, so this is what happened last session, though, is that Dan Patrick stopped any uh, any he stopped any movement of the a senator. Uh, it's, it's maybe he's had a change of heart. Well, I think cannabis has been proven to be recession proof and essential, especially throughout the pandemic. Sure. So. The point being is just Dan Patrick said nothing's going to pass his desk on cannabis. He's still there. Uh, he could have a change of heart. Definitely. He could definitely have a change of heart. So uh, I'm just saying that the political the political reality is that uh, he has, right, a lot of power. And if uh, he doesn't want something to come to a vote in the Senate, kind of like uh, Mitch McConnell in the last administration, right, he can. Yeah. Well, then, then I'd like to know why. Well, I think the bigger thing is his, he's, he's not up for re-election until the next, uh, in, you know, until November of... Uh, I want a better reason. Of, of 2022. <laughs> well, if last time what, what he did was he had, uh, right, he, uh, yeah. I've called the office multiple times. Yeah? Yeah. What do they, what do they say to you? I uh, just get sent to a, a voicemail to leave a message for the scheduler. So is the, are they going to open the uh, the Capitol back up for for lobbying? I haven't gotten that far. I've been uh, back and forth from Colorado still for the past couple of weeks, wrapping up some loose ends and getting ready to touch down fully in Texas. So, what's the reason that you feel that full recreational is something possible and realistic? When so far we just got this, you know, low low THC, and of course we have CBD now, and we haven't really, you know, been able to get a, a medical program. What's yeah. the what's the source or basis for your optimism that uh, we'll have a you know significant improvement in the Texas program? Well, there, there's so many other programs out there that have beautiful legislation that establish cannabis reform in a respectful way. That everybody can tolerate. It's palatable. Sure, but Texas has had the luxury of the oil and gas revenue to not have to uh, consider cannabis as much to fill holes in revenue. So, what? What? Uh, what? That's, that's not. That's not cool. 
What? <laughs> the, the, just because of that, they they don't have to let another group in. It's it's just so reminiscent of, of Jim Crow style legislation, segregation, divide. Something's better, this or that. People people get real medical value from this plant that cannot be denied. That well, is 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 this? Something that's going to be about the political realities in you know in Texas, Brian, or is it going to be around the personal stories, right, of uh, transformation? Because uh, they, they are don't. Are you asking they, what's going to enact change? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, you, it's, you're pretty optimistic, right, about uh, yeah. what can happen, and you you have a great story. So yeah, what right. what where, what's the source of your optimism that Texas, which we've lagged behind, right? We have medical yeah. cannabis in every other state that's surrounding Texas. Right. So we don't have any kind of medical program here. Yeah. So what's uh, what's the source or you know reason for your optimism? Just just the political climate associated with cannabis in general. And um, since I've been back down to Texas, I've I've met with a few groups, some of the leaders and representatives um, here and there, and I've seen the other ones and what they're doing. And there really seems to be um, so, some wonderful le- leaders in this community that are doing the right thing and, and have have it buttoned up pretty tight jackson heather um and a few of the others that they work with i think it's a responsible texas responsible marijuana policy project or something i'm i'm misquoting it i got heather's card but i saw jacks on there they put a um a, a presentation together that tells everybody on what they can do if they want to get involved um work with their legislatures that's that's going to be that's why I'm hopeful is there's the right people doing the right thing. And then the majority of Texas wants this. So what's what's the holdup? The laws. The people of Texas really don't have any power. I feel if, if we could have had a, a ballot initiative well, we're ne- by we're, the citizens. Yeah. We're never going to get one. We lost it. I think it. we can get that. No, we had one. We had one from really? cannabis, yes. And what happened was in 1994 at San Marcos University, people decided to try to take advantage of that to use it specifically for cannabis, and they quashed that in the next legislative session where they removed that from the Texas Constitution. Well, how is that using it? Isn't that what you're allowed to do? If enough people, you get enough signatures, you that's you that's get what the, that's what I'm saying. They <laughs> they changed the rules so people couldn't use that. That's just not right. The only three quarter, two thirds of the states have that kind of Why are people constitutional not upset ability about for, Why pe- are, for people to, to write it in. Are you Texas upset about this? That. How do you feel? How do I feel? Yeah. Am I upset? It's it's happened in the past. I can't do anything to change it, so oh. I'm not upset about it at all. That's why we're talking about the crazy nuances of like, are we going to get you know a decent medical program? We're going to get. They took actual- our rights away. Yes. We should be upset. Let's, let's for a little bit at least. If the upset doesn't lead to us doing any political change, then it's just a complete, uh, actually not even just okay, a waste so, of time. So it's counter. It's maybe it's a upset's waste of the wrong energy. word. It, oh, yeah, because it, it's so hard to change. No, I just want to direct it in some other place, which is called advancing cannabis legislation. The fact that what if want- somebody has nothing better to do than to get that back? Get oh, you're never getting. There's never been that ever happened in the history of the United States. Once you lose the ballot initiative, do we have sound bites we can play? Get it? Never gonna get it. Never gonna get it. No, just that's well, not well, that's, well, that's, well. that's not the yeah. way to. So, uh, so you're you're um, 
for full legalization and what okay so then what is the story or what is the message or what would you like to talk about brian in your own personal story that will illuminate and educate the minds of texas the uh senators and and uh house members in texas you know the people in these uh, committees the people in, in all in the state what what you know what's the, what do you want to say to them so that they, so that they get the message because a lot of people have been fed the lies of the drug war the lies of dare for a long time right and they're they don't have any better information so what is it you want to say to them Ooh, i don't know that i really have formulated my opinion entirely on that um i've been in colorado for so long and texas is so different um, the political climate here is different. In a, so how how long how region. long have you lived in Colorado? Uh, I, I would say four years. But how, what year did you move there? Twenty seventeen, January. Okay. And then you've spent the last four years in Colorado, basically. And you're, are you moving back to Texas, or are you? Yes. Okay. Just just finished completely. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome back home. It's been like a month. <laughs> so. What did you learn living in Colorado? And not only were you a medical patient in Colorado, right, but eventually you got into the cannabis industry in Colorado. So oh, yeah. what, is the, what is the powerful message that you want people in Texas who are afraid of cannabis or they're, you know, got in their, the alcohol or pharmaceutical lobby, you know, whatever. What, what, what can you share with us? What can you share with them? that can help them get past the drug war and the dare program and all the, you know, uh, wow. propaganda. That's, that's, that's a heavy question. That's not, that's the opportunity, Brian. That's, I mean, that's the opportunity for us veterans. We have the microphone and we, this veteran message of natural healing has not yet been heard by the country at all. Right. And so Texas is the Alamo. Texas is the last place for this to be an issue. And this is the end of the drug war. This is our Alamo. Yeah. It's so, it's so, there's so much depth to that answer. Um, I, I worked on, on legislation. I worked at, as in the, the business side. Um, Here, let's start, let's start at the fear point. What are pe people are it's afraid? Beautiful. People are it's afraid of weed coming to Texas. Right? Why? I would say why? Because it's been illegal. Why, why are they scared of it? I because mean, of all the propaganda. It, it, it can't hurt you. There's no, there's no overdose from cannabis. It's the safe, one of the one of the safe. Well, I, actually, I think mushrooms are safer actually than any other drug. But um, it's uh, it's a beautiful thing. It it developed alongside us for thousands of years. It was only just recently taken away from us because of uh, of business, of, of greed, of of segregation. I mean, everything was made from hemp back in the day. Amen. So you're saying that uh, politics, you're saying that, you know, the fossil fuel industry, the pharmaceutical industry, the prison uh, industry, all these industries make money off of cannabis being illegal. Oh, yeah. And if, and if we don't have those markets and we have cannabis instead, there's more tax revenue. People get along better. <laughs> Because you've lived that, right? You've lived in Colorado, and you've seen up close and personal yeah. the I taxes mean, we, that have come out of the industry, right, oh, yeah. being invested back in the community. I, I would venture to say that the tax revenue that you could generate from a, a legal cannabis market far outweighs 
the revenue yeah. that they're getting yeah. from low-level criminal possession. Everybody in Texas knows that. Texas has the luxury through the oil and gas to not have to listen to those political realities because they can afford not to. So what's the Man, what's the message that you want to That's so sh- sad. That, that, but th- that's what's so the message? cold to hear. So, so bring that message, though, from Colorado that people – who are, who believe who believe in that luxury are and have been affected by the propaganda and think weed's evil. This is part. This is your. Yeah. This is your. This is your platform to be able to address those valid concerns, right? I Why mean, shouldn't they be afraid? Well, because what's evil about weed is, is keeping it out of the hands of people that need it. There, there's a, a a patient community that that moved to Colorado from all over the country to seek the healing that Colorado affords people by having full full access um, and, and patient-protected rights because of... Um, I, lo- I lost my train of thought. It's all good. You're just saying that, you know, the, the Colorado people there have come from all over the country and really benefited, yeah. benefited by benefited. having a med- medical program. Exactly. In Texas, we know with the politics, they've been able to slow down cannabis because we've got all the oil and gas revenue. Right, right. but th- there's a, there's a millions of people that are suffering because they don't have access to this, this medication. I mean, the pharmaceutical industry doesn't want to lose all that business. The, the last time I checked the consensus for, for Texas, it was, it was 2016, and it said that we had about, what, 1.6, 1.7 million veterans in the state of Texas um, this, it was, it was about 2017 to 2018 when I found healing. Um, so there were probably about 2 million veterans in the state of Texas. That doesn't include the active duty service members, um, all throughout the, the great state. They're one of the biggest bases in the world in, in Colleen and, uh, San Antonio's military city, USA. So that's awesome. So, let's, let's, right, let's, so, yeah, why, why should veterans then let's talk about vet- Why should veterans have these medicines? Because it helps with PTSD and it helps with depression and the side effect from marijuana, as far as I can personally tell, is not suicide, which is what you get for a majority of of pharmaceuticals from Western medicine. I'm not saying I'm against Western medicine. I'm just saying we should have the choice. Sure. But you're saying that if you get these medicines from your doctor who prescribes them, if the doctor prescribes them, you're saying you could still want to kill yourself? Because I don't think a lot of people know. Wait, who, so you're, you, uh, People who are on these medicines uh, prescribed by their doctor, they can still want to kill themselves. That's one of the side effects. Yeah, like you're talking about like the psychotropic medications, yes. the antipsychotic medications. People who, regular people you know, who haven't been on 20 or 30 meds because they were yeah. in the military and have PTSD, that's just not in their, their world. Tell, you yeah, know, I let, mean, let them in. Wow. Oh uh, yeah, so I guess yeah, so I I would I would say I I am a, a suicide survivor, right? I, I've attempted suicide, and I feel a lot of that was was because of the medication that I was on. How many were you on at the time where uh, that that occurred? I can't even remember. What's your I, my my memory is pretty bad. I uh, ten ten okay. off the top of my head. So aside from being able to uh, let let go of the the whiskey um yeah. cannabis let you get rid of about 10 different pharmaceuticals oh yeah i mean well you know i would say i was on maybe three or four like legit uh, this is what i came these are problems i came with and this is these are solutions they gave me but uh the rest of them 
would be like whatever they gave you to counteract the side effects from the medicine that they gave you. So it's it's just it's a spiral, it's a loophole, and and then those cause all kinds of um, biological sim- symptoms and reactions that are not good that you do not get from cannabis at all. Got it. So you were able to go from these uh, ten medications to just cannabis, yeah. right? And not having uh, side effects that included at least uh, suicidal right. thoughts or ideations. Right, because some of these medications we're talking about, I mean, we're talking about like lithium, we're talking about Prozac, we're talking about Wellbutrin, Depakote. Um, some of these bad, bad stuff. I mean, and they were, I mean, I, I think I remember being on an anti-seizure medication because they, they, they thought it, they. One of the the side effects or, or symptoms I'm I'm mis- probably misquoting that right now, but um, it was supposed to be beneficial. Uh, they found in <laughs> in, su- in studies for for whatever it is uh, they were giving it to. Side me effects for. a good benefit on the other. Yeah, side, some other. Reason. Yeah, I, there's a word for it, but I'm not a doctor, so. Yeah. So yeah, so you've you've, you've been experimenting on quite heavily. So once you were able to get off those medications and get on cannabis, was that able to uh, stabilize you? Well, yeah, of course. It um, it was like a fog was lifted. Uh, I felt like myself again. It was a reconnection to to my body, to my mind, to my to my soul, to my spirit, to to nature, to everything around me. I, I think it, it made me want to be outside more. It made me. Uh, want to seek to be better so i i did go to therapy i did go to my doctor's appointments i did do my checkups and and get everything and every resource available to me because i i was i wasn't i was i wasn't a criminal and i wasn't just a pill zombie so uh the cannabis then was able to replace uh, all these other medications that you were on and uh, so you were able to get good sleep, right? You were able to oh, yeah. not have anxiety. Well, not, well, yeah. well, I mean. That's why we're asking you. Yeah. <laughs> tell, tell us. So um, you should do your research and approach cannabis with caution, just as you would everything else that's uh, recommended for adults. Um, children in, in some medical cases uh, will benefit from it. Um, under the supervision of adults, of course. But um, yeah. What what were we talking about? No worries. So, <laughs> dabs. Uh, so, uh, what about uh, other uh, natural plant medicines? Because you were kind of alluding that cannabis could address some of your symptoms that the other medicines were being prescribed for, as far as being able to sleep or anxiety, but that uh, cannabis couldn't. Uh, Completely or not, or how, you know, you address all of them. So is that is that a accurate statement or? Ah, uh, so where yeah, um, cannabis uh, afforded me the ability to um, help manage my pain and manage my symptoms from PTSD in a way that allowed me to be a more functioning adult. I feel like it it made me seek more healing 
the right the right kind of of things that I needed for me, and I was able to talk about it. I wasn't avoiding it because PTSD. A big part of that is avoidance and um, agoraphobia type stuff. You know, staying staying at the house, not being able to leave the house. Um, so yeah, cannabis afforded me that opportunity, but. Um, weaning i was taking pain meds for so long i was taking um prescription from from the government uh one of one of the highest doses of uh opioids you could take hydrocodone um the one of the max doses you could take per day uh for, for like 10 years and just the sheer volume alone was had had caused me so much um so many issues people don't really realize that um the way it works, it, it starts to cause your pain, and there's there's a lot of uh, medical science that goes behind that. I'm not a doctor, but um, I know it creates more neurons and it makes you more sensitive to pain. But um, you still need it because of the dependency. Uh, so it w- it was not till towards the end when I decided to pick up and move uh, that I, I ran out of medication and. Uh, I, I I got sick. I didn't realize that. It was like maybe a day or two. Um, I didn't really notice it until like the next time it happened, which wasn't shortly after. Uh, it was a couple. It was a couple days. I think I had lost some pills, and um, there was a couple days before I could refill my medication, and I I got sick again, and I, I connected the pattern and I, I, the way that I was feeling and my cravings, and I, I realized I was dope sick, and it was, it was such a disgusting. Uh, reality and it made me want to want a better life because uh, I would curse the sun every every time I came up because it was another day of pain and I didn't want to live like that it was it was it was not a good existence and so you were able to uh, find right. cannabis so my healing my healing didn't come just from cannabis um, it allowed me to find the, the 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 doctor the resources uh, I was I was trying to wean off uh, my my pain medication with with the help of a physician uh, who was I was able to talk about cannabis use with and uh, be open and honest and they were able to give me their recommendations um, for it or against it and um, help me manage everything else that I, I was coming off of it was a great uh, medical team um, I would love to plug them one day I'm, sh- I'm pretty sure I can. But we'll talk about that. <laughs> but yeah, um, so so you're able to get off. The I bed. wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't. Um, I tried weaning off, but it, it it wasn't working for me. I would end up taking more and running out quicker, and it was it, it felt dangerous. Um, so I just I told I was like Doc, I'm just gonna go cold turkey. So it was like a week before finals. Um, just kind of went and sat we had an rv at the time and it was parked in storage so there's no electricity it was like uh the middle of december had it been 15 degrees outside and i'm just like i'm trying to kick these pills and i i i, I ran out so i'm like it's just not gonna get anymore and man I, it was like 15 degrees outside and i'm like in in my underwear laying on this what should have been cold floor but i was just sweating buckets and I was I was so hot and ah don't make me cry <laughs> you're doing amazing man. yeah man um the pain oh my god the pain like 
if I had to describe it, and the only way I've ever been able to describe it, and I, I can't really remember that, I just remember the way it made me feel, and it, I wanted to, like, take a take a take a knife and uh, and cut my my legs open all the way down to the bone, like fillet, and uh, you. Uh, was it viewer your audio? What do you say, viewer? You don't say viewer discretion <laughs> advice. No, this is full trigger head. warning. Yeah, trigger, trigger warning. warning. This is a full. <laughs> uh, we should put that at the full beginning form. of the show. But anyways, I wanted to cut my 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 legs open down to the bone and take one of those wire grill brushes that you used to get the stuff off the off the metal and just scratch it like like you would using a back scratcher. And I, that's that that would be in my mind the only way I could have got relief uh, from the intense pain that I was feeling. I just it was it was so bad. Um, and somebody somebody gave me mushrooms. Um, man, <laughs> I'm crying. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's they saved my life and uh, it, activism. Activism that was. Uh, so, so you were able to get off a lot of these uh, pharmaceuticals. It was instant. Yeah, I did not go back to opioids after that. After that, it was uh, it was two. Uh, I think it was fourteen grams one night and seven. Uh, yeah, I don't recommend that. <laughs> for people who don't know the Terrence like a half, McKenna a half heroic an dose scale, mushrooms. yeah. If for people who don't know the uh, Terrence McKenna heroic dose scale, which is already <laughs> five grams in total darkness. What did you say? What was uh, 14 grams and yeah. about three times a heroic dose? <laughs> how, so how many? How many? It, how many? It beautiful. It so worked. It, <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was. It, it. It. It just allowed me to sit with my pain and exist in a state of awareness that was beyond my suffering, and it was beautiful. Amen. Wow. W- was that uh, t- was that enough to reset like your opioid receptors or your yeah. dopamine production or like you were yeah. you were pretty good it, after that? It was it was um the the pain just was had had not gone away, but it was it was sig- not as loud and it, I was bruised and the rest of it kind of just felt like getting over the flu because it, it was fourteen grams uh one night and then seven grams the next. Which wasn't as crazy as the fourteen the first night, <laughs> but still nice. And um, it, I was able to go to school the next week and did pretty good uh, on my test. And I didn't have the the cravings to go back to opioids. And it was just, you know, victory after victory with my healing after that. And then you know, the bufo and the DMT. In Mexico, exactly. Amen. Tell, yeah, that's uh, well, that's really really powerful, Brian. And yeah, uh, you thank know, you, thank you for sharing that. Yeah, and uh, I think this is what the people in Texas need to understand. They've there's a lot of you know drug war propaganda that's been going along around for a long time, and yeah, they need to hear these real personal stories of how bad the pharmaceuticals and the other kinds of treatments can be. Yeah, and uh, you know the the end of that road, right? For most people, is is yeah. suicide. That would be a, a a great segue into a mantra. I would I would, because realistically, you know, decriminalization is probably the best thing that's going to happen legislatively. And I would say to unto them, 
emphasize behavioral health, mental health, and mental fitness over criminalization. I think the way people have been able to instill all this fear that comes from associated drug use is because of um, what you typically find with people that are abusing drugs and, and the choices they make on, on, on harder things. And the addiction, most, most of these things are coming out of, uh, out of response to addiction and lack of resources. And we, we need to change that. Drugs are not the problem. Criminalization is not the answer. It's not when you stop people locking people up for, for for sacred herb. Amen, amen. So, in this progression of getting off the alcohol and pills and getting on to cannabis and then starting to move into these other whatever we want to call them, you know, natural medicines, these psychedelics. They're entheogens to me. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, so. Then you're saying on this path, you had the opportunity to work with uh, 5-MeO-DMT and DMT in Mexico. Yeah. And uh, yeah, tell us tell us about that. Oh. Uh, life changing. Uh, I, I I had I was I was I was raised religious. Uh, so so what if what <coughs> what people who may not know to clarify entheogens are. Um, uh, a, some sort of psychedelic or psychotropic type uh, medication that induces a, a mind-altering type state that people have some sort of profound religious experience uh, as well incorporated into some kind of healing that they may experience, be it with um, anxiety, depression, um, things like that. Um, some people meet God. I, I've I've heard it expressed, and I, I can't quote the where I read it or heard it, but... Um, atheist find God. <laughs> Maybe Brian, what could be a little bit helpful is kind of like also people understand this trajectory. So yeah, you're, you're using the cannabis, you're off of then these pharmaceuticals, you're getting the sleep, the lack of anxiety, right? You know, with, with the cannabis, yeah. but you're saying like after all this pain med use, you know, using the mushrooms, you're getting this reset. Uh, right. What? So, so I get to, I get to Colorado and I'm starting to use the cannabis, but it still takes me about a year to get off of, of the whiskey, of the opioids, and really be in some sort of functioning kind of way. Beautiful, beautiful. And then you go from there to the mushrooms, and then you're saying, uh, then later in the process, yeah, uh, Mexico with some of these other medicines, and yeah, so yeah, maybe a year later. Yeah. So what? Uh, what were those other medicines, or what was this part of the process doing for you? You know what I mean. That was, uh, you know, the the continuation of, yeah. of the process. What's, what, why, why go to Mexico and do those other medicines? Why not? Why? So for people who don't understand the kind of this healing journey, this healing process, why doesn't it just happen where you do the mushrooms once and you're fixed and you're healed? <laughs> yeah. Right? Well, how, how how come it doesn't work that way? <laughs> Because cause the, the old model wow. is you got to take these things forever, right? And they'll kind of keep you, they'll keep the bumper guards on you, but you won't experience the full thing. Now you got to experience the full thing. Why, why don't, if you've been using uh, pain meds for 10 years, why doesn't 
14 grams of mushrooms and then seven grams the next day. Oh. Why doesn't that yeah. completely fix you all in one shot? Because uh, isn't that the, I'm, I'm yeah. being facetious here, of course. Doesn't you. that fix you all at once, you know? I, I, well. was, I was actually pretty impressed that it got you that far oh, over, totally. over the withdrawals. Yeah. It did. It, it t- I, I did eat quite a bit, so that, that could have been the secret. Yes. But, I mean, just... Your ego had no place to go but to accept the reality that it was going to get down-regulated exactly. for a while. So. Exactly. And I was I was so ready, willing to surrender to the medicine, and I think that's why it works so well in, in that regard. So, yeah, tell us about your uh, experiences, work with uh, these other medicines in Mexico, and you can even explain to people some of... Uh, what maybe what they are or how they work or whatever you whatever you want to why, why why mexico right mexico for the people who don't know yeah. uh currently by the mexican constitution all uh medicine use drug use is personally constitutional separate from the medical and then full legalization programs they're rolling out so i've come so, such a long way since then um i was still on a path of healing i was still um, struggling. Uh, my, I was fighting for custody of my son. Um, I had to mourn his death, in, so to speak. It was, it was incredibly difficult because um, of the way the law works. Uh, so, yeah. So, so for people like who don't yet know your story, right in in the personal healing journey to f- use cannabis to address your healing. That compromised your yeah. access to your children. Right? Really took them away. Yeah. Um, about the same time I got accepted in engineering school, I got a restraining order saying that my son couldn't visit me in, in Colorado because of cannabis use. Um, how, old, how old was your son at the time? He was about eight. And yeah. So, so you were a criminal because I Texas, using- Texas perspective uh, from a. Yeah, so child protective services. You're a cannabis user, and even though you're a legal medical patient in Colorado, legal medical you're, you're patient, a bad pa- you're a bad parent in Texas. Committed no crime. Yeah, uh, it's just the way the the law works, and like you said, because of oil and gas, they don't have to accept cannabis rights, um, so they're not going to. But that's not. That's, I don't think it's just. I don't think it's it, it's constitutional. I think it's a certain was it inalienable, unalienable yeah. right. Yeah. It was afforded to us by, bestowed upon us by the Creator. It's in our Constitution. Amen. I, I don't disagree with you at all. And so what's the message that you'd like the Texas legislators, you know, and the governor to hear from you, who's had this experience in Colorado and had this military experience and been all these meds and made it through the other side, th- through suicidal, you know, attempts and ideation and uh and, and continuing to heal yourself what what's the message you know that that you'd like them to hear with i know this covid stuff it's even harder to lobby but if you you know if you had them all in a room for a minute Man. or so what what would you want to say to them i'm still i'm still formulating that opinion um i would express my disappointment uh texas used to be the leader in everything um education economy infrastructure but they fell way behind in, in patients' rights, um, minority rights, drug reform. The, the, the cannabis in the world is, is leaving them behind. A lot of people acknowledge the medical value. I mean, it's curing cancer. 
you know, we, we have to acknowledge that and, and give patients full access to a regulated market because they're going to do it anyways. They're going to, they're going to, they need cannabis. So they're going to get it, you know, especially the ones that have tried it and understand they become criminals and they could go to jail and, and lose access to their medicine um, for, for just seeking healing. It's not, it's not right. I, I would ask them to do the right thing. We can, we can do it responsibly and we can be leaders again and show the nation how it's done. Well, okay, so I'll just maybe play a little bit of like, you know, counterpoint. Texas Today will say, look, uh, California where cannabis has been legal and medical for a while, uh, people may have the free access, right, to the cannabis or, you know, the open access to it, but they've got, you know, high taxes and Elon Musk and Joe Rogan and everyone is moving here. So uh, Texas has seemed that it's been able to afford that, right? And they also can point to California and say, uh, you know, we, we don't w- we don't want the high taxes. So what what's the message to Texas, you know, on on why cannabis is is good for Texas or good for the Texas economy or you know, what because Texas with the yeah. oil and gas revenue, which you were saying before, has the sort of luxury to kind of ignore, right. right? So you know, I mean, I I have not done the the numbers, and I'm not a a financial expert, um, but I know cannabis is a billion-dollar industry, and I know it's brought in revenue for all different types of reasons. I mean, whatever they want to create, however they want to divert the funds, it can go to that, and it can really uh, improve the economic resources, build the community up, improve the community. It's a public health issue. So do you think the fact that... um you kind of said decrim seems to be the most maybe let's just say uh, efficient course. Uh, is is that the way to get psychedelics done at the same time? You know, with, with cannabis, because in other words, Texas. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Why not? Well, I'm just saying. Do you see? Do you see if can? What do you think is most likely? Is, is Texas going to oh. decrim cannabis? Is it? Are we going to get a medical program? I know you'd said you'd like Full to see wreck. total. Total legalization. Yeah, full legalization. So. A well, uh, pretty well regulated market. It's. I mean, we could do it responsibly, and not overtax. Make it so incredibly hard that um, we create another another pull for the rich. We we have to. I gotta get some water. <laughs> this guy got cotton mouth. <laughs> Pause right there on the editing board. Uh, so both of y'all are veterans. When I was about to graduate high school, I talked to multiple recruiters from multiple branches. And one of the things that a recruiter told me was, even if you're only 18, you know, if you're willing to put your life on the line here, <laughs> somebody's going to buy you some alcohol. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm wondering where the recruiter is that, that says something along the lines of, you know, come on in, do a few years, and by the, by the time you get out, and if you have PTSD or traumatic brain injury, one of us is going to get you some cannabis or psychedelics. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. I would love to see that. I think uh, you should, you should one never trust your recruiter. 
Yeah, we had we had some guys. On the next show, we'll bring in our mutual friend Ben, <laughs> former <laughs> Army recruiter. <laughs> Kurt, Kurt, Kurt. Yeah, he's still active. Yeah, what? What's, uh, I when I met the current one you're talking about, I'm talking about somebody totally else named Bob because yeah, uh, we're not talking about. Kurt. I know Bob. Hold on, let's get some, I, let's get some confidential bleeping and blooping and scrambling in here. Like, remember the Kick Thirteen? How you could get the encrypted combo between the aircraft and all the UHF and VHF? So, yes, we will. We promise on the psychedelic timeshare here to never disclose the uh, identity of people, Edit. especially that are on active duty still. <laughs> Edit. So. Edit. So. No, he, it's a full edit. No, yeah, it's just. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna make you have to adjust the levels on uh, on you, all the uh, all I'm, the audio I'm, I'm, I'm after having, the show. I'm having too much fun here for sure. Mark's got to pull the reins in. So. You 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 roll you roll us, Mark. Well, I guess before we forget before we forget, we might as well take uh take the time to the average person listening what. What can they do if they are in Texas? What can they do if they're not in Texas to help help with some of this? Some of what? What are, what are you looking get, for? Get legalization. Uh, well, right now, right now, cannabis for veterans. Right now, cannabis it's for everyone. Yeah, I really, uh, really can't make any recommendations on on how to get it other than going to a state where it's legal and you can have access to heal in a way that you want to but um yeah i would i I would say be active reach out to 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 your senators and talk about what it is that you want changed make sure there's a bill that's been introduced tell them about your story tell them about maybe some research that you've done and ask them to vote a certain way on a piece of legislation that you feel could impact your community in a positive way that's that's what that's what I would say. Uh, beyond that, it's a, it's still a crime. I mean, they they've gone real far with some of these diversion campaigns I've seen in, in some cities, but there's still a lot of work to be done, and we're not gonna get there until we have um, full legalization. We can start mental health programs where we emphasize mental health, mental fitness over criminalization. And stop locking people up for a plant for natural healing. Is there anything on a ballot coming up, or is there any way to help get something on a ballot? Oh, yeah, I think we were talking about that earlier. You can't yeah, there's really. There's no ballot initiative okay. in Texas. When yeah. we lost when the, the people of Texas tried to utilize it for cannabis in the early '90s. The legislature saw that move around cannabis and then took it away. So. Yeah, so the the only real power Texans have is to communicate with your representatives, your senators on what you want changed. And they go to go to the floor and hopefully there's a there's a bill there that they can vote a certain way. But they have to see the floor. They have to go to committee. So what do you see as the future of psychedelics in america you can apply that in general or to veterans yeah it's a renaissance it's ah if 
if we can pay attention to to what psychedelics can afford us as human beings in general, I think we can totally progress as a, as a civilization. Not just in regards to, to healing, but healing in all aspects, connection, mind, body, spirit, science, bridging the gap. We're, we're talking about the evolution of, of mankind here. How, how are veterans in the unique position to share the, this message that you're uh, communicating with yeah. the rest of society? What, what, what's unique about their experience? Well, it's because of what veterans stand for. Um, what it means to be a veteran, what what kind of training you have to go through to, to be uh, a member of the armed forces. Uh, a combat veteran has its own um, warrant for, for why it's respected. Um, that being said, uh, we, we have a tag of PTSD. I mean, it's almost like we're the poster children uh, for PTSD. Uh, and that's okay, um, which just means we have another mission. But we're really only like 25% of, of the population that has or has been diagnosed as, as, with PTSD. Um, there, there's a number of civilians that suffer from um, things that happen here in, in their homes, near their homes, by their homes, um, that cause them to, to experience some sort of traumatic event. And psychedelics has been shown to have a profound impact on on how people how people live how status quality of life how does it uh how does it help veterans reintegrate from their service or childhood trauma or combat experiences <laughs> wow um i'm not a doctor so uh all i have well, I mean, speak you, yeah, how does it help? Of, yeah. yeah, how's it helped you? Um, or, or are there, you know, are there friends or people yeah. that you serve with, or that you know through this kind of right uh, healing community? Of yeah, it's, it's just people? it's just such such a deep response that I could give my my, my mind spinning because the healing and progression I found. It's next level. It's 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 really like I said. It, it was healing in a sense that it was it was spiritual. Um, I just I stopped living in fear. Um, how how did that, how did that occur? Of, how did you stop living in fear? I saw the other side. Didn't that to sound crazy? No, this is the point of these. This is the point of the First Amendment. Yeah. Is to yeah. Allow these kind of platforms for us to, to comfortably do this. Right. So these, these entheogens, these psychedelics produce such a, a, a powerful mind altering experience that uh, you are able to see outside of your normal thought patterns, your your repetitive loops, whatever it is that, that you're stuck in that's causing you pain and suffering. Um, isn't that isn't that scary? Hell yeah. To, OK. So then help people understand why even though it can be scary, why overall or through the process that's beneficial. Because the alternative was death. So it sounds like the ego's backed up against the wall in the cor- or the corner. Yeah. And I, had no other... Uh, <laughs> Geronimo. I, 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 was, I was at a, at a crossroads. Um, like I said, I, 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 still have, I still live in pain, um, but it's manageable. 
Um, well, I, tell us tell us your crossroads experience. Wow. Which crossroads are we talking whichever, about? <laughs> whichever one you'd like to share. <laughs> Wow. I think the most important thing is you're here, right? You're here. Um, and I moved. Okay, so I picked up and I moved to Colorado and I did a whole bunch of stuff. But I mean, that's that's great and glamorous and all, but it it was hard. It was a hard road. It was it was a struggle. No, nobody saw the struggle. They just saw who showed up, right? Ha. Um, Why should people in society not be afraid of these powerful natural plant medicines? Why should they be afraid? No, why should they not be afraid? In other words, there's a natural fear or there's a societal fear that's being generated, and you're coming from the side of saying, having worked with them in a positive way, there's no fear, and that allowed you to expand your, you know... (laughs) It's a process. Um, I would say to those people, what are you scared of? Why Why are you afraid of it? And try and solve that, answer that question. Are you, are pe- people are mostly scared of it because it's, it's illegal. Okay, so you're saying because it's against the rules, people right. are afraid that it's bad for them. And then people are scared um, that they'll lose their mind and go crazy. Yeah. Um, and that's a legitimate concern. That is, but Absolutely. that's it's n- because you don't understand something doesn't mean that you should outlaw it for everybody. I don't really in, in the right setting, in psychedelic community set and setting is everything. Um, in the right in the right setting, it, it can be incredibly beneficial. It has been to, to lots of people, and that shouldn't be denied. So it sounds like more of a decriminalization approach then that these yep. things should be decriminalized and treated like tomatoes or yeah. some other vegetable that you can grow in your garden. Right. And even just operating under the uh, assumption that making something illegal is going to make it go away is is pretty stupid in the first place. Well, I think it's just about the tax mm-hmm. revenues and the allocation. <laughs> if it's illegal, you know who gets yeah. the tax revenue, the... <laughs> police and prisons right. and if it's right. not yeah. then you regulate it through some other way the fda whatever <laughs> well, everyone gets their cut i think it's illegal too because they can't tax it um cannabis as it as itself it's yeah. part what of mother nature right exactly so i tell you you can't put a monopoly on it because you right. can't control it because it's but a plant the, the way that they change that is they make these uh regulatory framework or whatever you call them, things like low THC, where the, right. the only way you're going to get that is to have genetically a genetically modified, and right. then you can patent. Well, now and you guys are on the system. Exactly. That's what. That's what we got to have a subscription model. It's about software no, no, where you no. can make the genetics. No, no, no. And that's how you're going to get paid. Am I too loud over there? Yeah, right? we want to get away from that. We want to get away from these sort of uh, what are they called? The monolithic style of of uh, licensing. For, for this industry, it's like saying you have to, um, <clears throat> there's a couple bills that were. So now you know about the bills. All right. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, was, I wasn't, I wasn't expecting to record no, a I podcast. Oh. So I, I we, we did kind of oh. am, ambush podcasts. Yeah. You know, like, ah, yeah. Here's your headphones. Guy. Jump yeah, on in. Yeah, yeah. But it's vibing, man. Um, 
Well, I did read a couple of bills. I've, I've been busy with personal projects. Um, I read a couple of them that stood out in the headlines uh, that were released when I think there's been like up to 20 bills that have been yeah. filed. There was one of them that uh, stood out to me that was pretty dangerous and it, recre- uh, it created a monolithic style, uh, vertic- vertically integrated uh, sure. form of licensing, what you called, where in order to get a license, I believe the bill says... <clears throat> that you have to um, own the grow, you have to own the processing facility, and you have to own the dispensary. Um, You have to be able to facilitate, manage, and operate all all three of these uh, divisions of, of cannabis production. And you have to show that you have the financial means to support this infrastructure for the period of about two years that's effectively going to single out and leave out everybody that's been negatively impacted by the war on drugs. I mean, it's just a continuation of the crap that's been going on, and I really hope they do the right thing, remove stuff like that. Who Who's writing these? Who oh, is writing I'm, I'm these things? I'm not going to throw their name out there right now. I'm trying to make friends. <laughs> So yeah. what? But in, in what I'm hearing from you, you either cool. you either want like the full legalization or some kind of decriminalization, either of those two, or both. Right? I, I want I want our natural rights back. It's it's in my opinion shown to to do way more harm than good, both psychedelics and cannabis. Okay, Texas is you know quite religious and uh, that's been and it in the part at least of the political well this is what i was gonna ask you the, the, the political opposition has has had religious backing so well, from uh so we whatever, gotta hit it from a religious angle no we're gonna drop it from, made, no, the spirit, let's go to let's go to the word spiritual right so what's the what's the what's the spiritual argument that you want to offer and i use argument in the ultimate sense of the word right just What's the proposition you want to make at a spiritual level on why we should have cannabis and these other yeah. natural medicines it's or sacred. Earth, earth medicines? But what does that mean? They'll say their religion is sacred. Well, it talks about it in their religion. It talks about cannabis. But you're not trying to counter their argument. What's your own position on why Source made this stuff or why it's here? Because it's or why spi- Source didn't want us to have pharmaceuticals? And wants us to have this stuff. But we had this stuff. We've got, you know, we've got t- renewable s- oil, but we're not using it. Right. I, I tell I tell them I interpret the religious text in a in a different way. And to me, it is also holy and spiritual. And I, I respect it. Tell us about that. And People want to hear cannab- about that. How is it holy and spiritual? What, the Bible? No, the cannabis. Oh yeah. <laughs> I thought that's just Cheech and Chong. No, man. Well, I just, I've been to a lot of D.A.R.E. programs. So I actually you know thank who God this I missed is? all that. <clears throat> I'm just a love machine. <laughs> I've memorized I'll, a lot I'll of give cheese, you a, a cheese completely uh, secular argument. If there's not any victim, there's not any crime. Amen. Sure. But no, well, well, I don't know. Let me think about that philosophically for what, a minute. What do you, so what do you, what, what's the, what's the spiritual... Uh, argument it helps me connect spiritually uh it is my sacrament it is it has brought me to healing it has brought me to a better way of life 
um, a better existence that has allowed me and afforded me the ability to be a much more productive citizen now than I ever would have been taking opioids every day and psychotropic medicines, pharmaceuticals, antidepressants. Like, but why do you need to take drugs at all? I don't. I don't think of cannabis as as a drug. I think of it as. But for as people nutrients. who people have been programmed that way by cultural, you know, information programming. It how, has how you... it has medicinal applications, effects, and uh, what do you call the result uh, of a medical uh, medication uh, symptoms. Um, people find healing. Like, it, it, maybe it's a drug in that regard because it's medication. But even if you're using it recreationally, you're still medicating. You're still getting the medical, medicinal value and benefits of cannabis. It's a sacred herb. We evolved alongside this 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 plant. Otherwise, it wouldn't impact us the way that it does. Amen. There's right. They know that uh, when we were living along streams, like fifty thousand years ago, ago, and uh, we never when you fished, you didn't start with hooks. You used the fish basket with the funnel that you put in the stream and then the fish went into that and of course that was made out of hemp rope which grew in your settlement when you turned over the dirt for wherever your garbage dump was the cannabis would grow there so exactly we've been co-evolving with it for tens of thousands of years and it's only since like the last century that we've started this whole war on drugs when we could have had a cannabis economy and instead we got a petroleum and chemical economy and we're finally coming off that right onto the more natural one which we know is completely sustainable and you can you don't you don't uh, have finite supply of energy for the earth when you can do it through uh, plants that you can grow that are also taking co2 out of the air yeah and they grow like weed <laughs> <laughs> That's literally why they called it that. Literally. And uh, every every uh, ailment in the body pretty much just boils down to inflammation, right? What what a, What's going on with cannabis and inflammation, Ian? Oh, yeah. Here's an anti Oh, wow. So, well, the thing, I think, let's see if we can re recollect the five things that cannabis does, right? Uh, Mishulam was the proponent of these. So, uh, it helps you deal with pain. It helps you deal with... Uh, inflammation, yes. sleep, anxiety. I'm probably putting anxiety and depression need to be together. And then the last one is the key one is uh, forgetting because the endocannabinoid system is a retrograde transmission system. All the other ones are not. And so uh, being able to remember stuff that's important and then being able to forget what's not important. And that's the one thing that... Uh, cannabis uh, does that none of these other systems uh, are able to do which is kind of like whatever you like positive reintegration or processing there where you were yeah. you know ooh, i just blew the mic up probably uh where you push the yeah. information through the process and then th it's able to be yeah accepted integrated released whatever I, w I was able to 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 look at and respond to my my trauma that i had been avoiding and, and deal with it in a way that's not re-traumatizing. Because you know, it, it kind of takes that, all those uh, mechanisms that, that uh, instill like the fight or flight, PTSD, where all that uh, gets stuck. It kind of 
all up in the amygdala. Yeah, it's all it's all the reptilian brain, basically. Right? Ah. No, it's fight, flight, or freeze. Right. And then to get into the mammalian stuff where you can handle that level of intensity, you have to have the social cohesion where you're just like, dude, I was just in front of a Komodo dragon. You're like, bro, I was just in front of the saber tooth tiger. But you're like all in the igloo or the you know hut together. And you're like, we can make it. We can do this, <laughs> right? And so that's yeah. that's that's the key thing we need as mammals is the social connection, which is why the solution to this. Uh, so-called, you know, pandemic is not to isolate everybody because that's compromising people's immunity oh, more yeah. than any other single factor. Right on. So, um, was that was that what we was that what you wanted to talk about as far as psychedelics? Oh no, Brian O. What <laughs> what else did what what else did we cover um, about psychedelics? Do about. Well, when I when I when I met you in Mexico, that was the first time we'd met. We'd yeah. communicate on the internet, but we met and we're like, "Wow, we're gonna hmm. get to do these medicines in Mexico where they're all <laughs> legal, and let's just go for it." So, yeah, it was it was life changing. Um, my my first experience on DMT, I, I I broke through, and it was it was glorious. I had only learned about it uh, maybe a week <clears throat> a week before, and it was maybe. Um, a year after I had um, taken the the mushrooms to uh, cold turkeys, the opioids, um, and here came DMT and 5-MeO. So you went from the 4-hydroxyl DMT to the DMT, right? then to some 5-MeO DMT. Yeah, you, you, yeah, working, your, working your way up the cosmic ladder. Pretty sophisticated language there for me. Uh, <laughs> I remember it was called DMT and uh, 5-MeO. Well, tell us about it, man. Wow. Um, Do you turn into Terrence McKenna, or how does it work? What, what, <laughs> I don't know if I can change my voice <laughs> like that. Well, I mean, if you like take the stuff, does that happen to you? Turn into Terrence McKenna? Yeah. Ah, that'd be weird. <laughs> no, you... you, uh, you <coughs> Um, lose lose yourself in a sense. Um, that sounds kind of scary. It was it was way scary. Um, I it was like how do you know to trust the experience if you're so scared? I was just at that point where I was ready to surrender, and um, I knew that part of the process was surrendering to the process, trusting the process, and I felt that I was in a safe space. Um, I was with people that um, I had trusted. And some of them I had just met, but it's the community that I was coming to, and it was it was a good thing. Crazy, crazy out of body experience. Really? What? Uh, tell us about it. How'd... Wow. Um, I, I definitely remember my first experience to an extent because uh, it was so uh, profound. Um, I could tell you maybe uh, like a like a cinematic uh, type of, uh, description. I love it. But um, to apply the meaning and integration that was learned <laughs> would, would take quite a while. Um, well, maybe you could quickly explain that to people too. This just concept of yeah. these experiences and then the being able to reintegrate them. It right changes in. the way you see things because it is such a profound experience so the the experience that you have is just as real 
uh, to the user as, as people listening right now. Um, Explain somebody who might think it's like it's fake or it's artificial. And of course, we know these no. are the same substances that are already in you. But how do you explain to somebody when you're getting this bigger picture of reality that has more in it, though, right? And you're like, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's almost like you see beyond reality um, what reality is made of. And well, I'm saying, how do you know to how do you know to trust the ex- the bigger expansion of consciousness? There you go. As you're, you know, experiencing it, you're coming into it. It's getting bigger. How do you, you know? Uh, I feel it, uh, but okay, the, the thing that's good. The, so you feel it in your that, heart. The the response I would say to that more is, how could I ignore it? How could I? It's almost like a download uh, of knowledge and understanding that is you can't un unknow or unsee. It. I mean, it's impossible to remember everything. But it, you, it's it's like I don't know if if, if the users have heard it's called something like the Akashic records. Where Akashic records. Akashic yeah. records. Yeah. It's like the the collection of knowledge uh, throughout all time and space uh, of every little thought or energy or being or ways to do things it's saying how people throughout uh, history and time ha- have done amazing feats um, throughout mathematics and, and science but um, it was like accessing that I mean if I could if I could like the matrix like I know kung fu <laughs> but I don't know what to do with this <laughs> got it yeah so when you Downregulated your ego, and you could experience unity consciousness. Your previous perception of self as Brian O was able to expand or merge out into the cosmos in a way that you could have the greater identification with the whole. Yes, the whole. Um, and the, that's with the W in front of it. <laughs> or if it's in the inside of the Taurus, it's, yeah. it's just the whole Taurus. It's it's everything. Um, <laughs> Above, below, what 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 things are made of, um, from the macro to the micro, um, you you start to know as you look at things from different perspectives. Like um, I'm looking through a telescope into space, or I'm looking at a microscope into bacteria, um, or or we're looking through an electron microscope, more more accurate into um atoms and stuff i don't know if that's really how, how it works i haven't looked at <laughs> electron microscope checked, but i picture a little level, solar system yeah spinning around <laughs> well you can't really uh can't really map an electron i don't know that's neither here nor there but yeah uh it all it all starts to um look similar the the systems of the body look like outer space in, in some ways um the brain uh, artwork, uh, land features. So you just like the the fractal uh, construct. It's of all nature. connected. It's all yeah. As above, so below. That the right. fractal patterns are you know. And you can go like, in every dimension in every direction. It's almost like every science film, every every YouTube video, every college class, and everything that I've ever learned or or thought I could learn about every subject was, was all of a sudden just explained. And not only was it explained, it wasn't just explained by me understanding through some kind of words or lecture. It was explained through experience. And I experienced that all at once. Sounds pretty sweet. Was it scary at all? Very. Wait, that thought was sweet. 
Yeah, so and it's sweet and scary. Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> it being being everything, that sounds like a lot. Isn't that scary? Um, it's okay to be scared. Okay. Did you feel it, scared the whole time you were everything? What do you mean? You said. Well, you said I was. I I wasn't necessarily like everything. It was just. How much of everything were you? <laughs> You can't be scared, or you stuff. can't be courageous if you aren't scared to begin with. Courageous, yes. courage. So yes, along those lines, I would say to fear, it's it's okay to be scared, um, but it's what you it's what you do with that fear that defines you. I don't remember who said that quote, but it well, in the military, you had all this training. You were a black hawk crew chief after being a forward observer. That's there's the answer to your question. Sorry, I got. But, I got but other no, but I'm yeah, just saying. Yeah, yeah. But other people don't it's psychedelics. No. How, how can you ever sort of train for that? Since I had already faced death. Oh, now we're getting somewhere. Yeah. So you weren't afraid of the the of dying. Of dying. No. Okay. So your root chakra check. Yeah, well, no I had done my research, and I well, no, I had I hadn't done my research because I didn't want to listen to tri- trip reports like what, <laughs> what people experienced uh, after they did DMT. Because I, I learned about it, I learned there was a possibility I could go uh, to Mexico and and do it, and um, I I lo- I looked to see if it was safe, and turns out it was. Got it. So I. I, I took a chance at, at the next level of healing, and it was it paid off. Beautiful. And then, uh, so you, you said also in Mexico you uh, did uh, 5-MeO-DMT? Oh, yeah. So The Bufo. The Bufo. Totally. I heard a song from a veteran, you don't do the Bufo, the Bufo <laughs> does you, you don't find the Bufo. Is it that your song? Find. No, it's not my song. <laughs> <laughs> I can neither confirm nor deny that's my song, but it's not my song. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so uh, yeah, tell us about your... Uh, so what, what was what was kind of thematically then you, you the, the DMT... Uh, yeah. It was different, maybe sort of from your progression on the mushrooms, high dose mushroom experiences, and then DMT. Uh, we know that can be more visual, wow. or, you know. So mushrooms, um, I, I never really got um, a disassociative um, experience off of mushrooms, like I did off of DMT, or I never did off acid either. Sure. Really. When you say disassociative to you, what is? What does that mean or describe? Uh, like know. I'm always still me. Um, there'll be Got it. geometric patterns. So, so, part, so your ego still has awareness of your self-identity as you, as yeah. this physical being. Right. And you're saying this is the first time on any kind of medicine. No, you, no pink elephants. Yeah, but, you, but that you were able to uh, go See beyond. Go, yeah. So down-regulate your ego enough to... I I I stepped outside of who I am um as I understand myself within my body and became part of everything else. Wow. A spectator that is not me. <laughs> that sounds like a lot. Oh yeah, it was great. How did it feel? Oh, so refreshing, scary. What well, Sca- what it made it scary? Um well, I mean it, it would 
the experience i guess the experience is like what it must be like to die so i think that's what trips people out and that's what trips people about about not pun intended about about, uh using psychedelics is is you as losing their mind am i gonna come back sure you know like well i mean you cannot come back from that cheeseburger, man. Yeah, like, no, but you it's, cannot a val- come back. It's, it's a super valid concern, right? Yeah. You don't want to shake the snow globe so that it's always going and it never settles. From the research I did, odds are that's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really good odds. Yeah. Well, just I, you know, we all we all know people that have taken too much of something at one time. Yeah. And there's thresholds. And and, st- and are still Reintegrating, Start small. reintegrating. Yeah, well, this is what we're now learning. When you move, baby steps. When you downregulate prohibition, then people can do microdosing, and yeah. then people can all check it out more safely. Versus, it's against the law, so I got to do fourteen grams. Yeah. No, I'm just teasing, but you know, you got to yeah. do a lot because yeah. it's against the law, and you don't know when you're going to get it. Yeah. Uh, the prohibition encourages, uh, you know, maximize m- you know, heroic binge using, yeah, or, or or heroic dosing even. So, well, there's nothing wrong with the heroic dose. No, but what you're arguing for is that when it's decriminalized or descheduled or more legal, that people can start with smaller amounts, right? Yeah. And it's no no way. personal limits uh, is what I would I advocate for. Uh, personal use means personal use, and that's different for everybody. So what did you learn or get from your experiences with uh, DMT that were unique to that uh, substance or plant or I, molecule? Is it ch- I felt like I was able to, uh, I, one of the places, the dimensions that it sent me to uh, when I blasted out of my body through the tunnel um, was, was just such a, beautiful place it was it was what i would equate to heaven and there's these crazy like bouncing balls of light is, is how i would how i would explain it but of, of all the most beautiful colors you Jill could imagine dribbling yeah and they were <laughs> yeah it was but they they had so much knowledge and they were showing me things without me seeing them mm-hmm. it, it was so profound that's what i got you know a lot of that understanding and i i I felt a lot of love and i felt a lot of uh, completeness and it was just it helped me to see outside of what i was suffering from which is memories of the past essentially and it um it allowed me to, to to forgive myself and understand that I didn't have to exist in, in the kind of pain that I was in that's not visible, that's not physical. Wow. That's powerful, man. It's powerful stuff. That's why people should approach it with caution. Yeah. Like, like I was saying, there's threshold doses. Uh, you could, There's different levels of experience. Um, the people, the crazy thing about DMT it, that I've ever found or heard of is that people have such similar experiences. Um, like I said, I didn't listen to anybody's trip report about what it was like, you know, Good for o- you. other than it's not like mushrooms um, or acid. And um, afterwards, I, I, I did do that research and I, I and talking from people within the community. Uh, that have also experienced it or know people that have uh, people all over have such similar experiences from this substance that comes from from plants from 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 
yeah, from the extraction of different various parts of, of these plants and from lots all over of, the lots world. Lots and lots of plants. There's right, mimosa hostilis. Oh, yeah. uh, what, what's the uh, the other one? Uh, there's lots of them. acacia. Yes, there's yeah. like ten in our local living area. <laughs> right, <laughs> a wee producer. Arundo donax, mimosa hostilis. Endogenously. But yeah, so people have such a, a, a collective similar response. It, it was profound to me. So uh, what then uh, from after this uh, DMT experience then uh, in Mexico, having the opportunity to uh, use the 5-MeO-DMT, oh. the Bufo. <laughs> uh, and my for yeah. other friend who, who does make the, the music, hopefully we'll get him on the show. He right. says... Uh, you don't find the bufo, the bufo <laughs> finds you. You don't do the bufo, the bufo does you. Yeah. So, so you found the bufo. Yeah, but, I found but you did it. Oh, the bufo found me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, to give a little uh, context and foundation, I would say um, when I was saying there's different thresholds of an experience, um, people have this collective experience with dmt and there seems to be a, a pro progression of events um you see the fractal geometric patterns um and i did that i did and then um things started turning into a, a a vortex a tunnel of, of source everything just started spinning geometrically um counterclockwise and then there was a tunnel and boy did i go through it and then i was i was i I simultaneously went through it and was what I was at the same time, and then I wasn't what where I was. And I experienced various different um, dimensions, so to speak, just different crazy realities that you can't even comprehend or put into words, and then it would be different. And and then I went to that angelic, heavenly like dimension, and and so. If if I would say um, to answer your question, the difference for me, DMT, and I've heard it explained this way before, would be like infinite cosmic expansion, like outward of, of understanding, and I would say Bufo would be completely inward, and maybe even out the other side. <laughs> Sounds like all parts of that Taurus. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it's it's the complete um, yin and yang of experiences. Yeah, and when you're when you're stuck in this cycle of depression, your life turns into this same dark loop over yes. and over again every day. And just to be able to see anything outside of that and way way beyond that that. You, you see things that you couldn't have even imagined before. It just gives you so much hope for yeah. for what else is out there. Well, and, and to paint a, a different picture, essentially, um, you, you see without seeing. Because uh, Bufo is so like different in a sense that it's one of the, the least visually stimulating psychedelics but yeah can you can you explain it to people right you there's, it, there's there was no visuals um I no can, visual I, no auditory yeah, no I, feeling right it's all i would say it'd be like blasting through that tunnel of, of dmt that i described i would say it'd be like the reverse of like going through it in a reverse direction and then things just kind of um go go away and you exist on on complete internal 
Yeah, yeah. How do you know that you're existing at that you point? Don't. No. Well, then, so if you could, because you're right, your visual information's turned down. You're allowed to 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 step outside of that. And well, forced. Oh wow. <laughs> well, tell well, tell us about that. Sounds very interesting. Wait. Yeah. Allowed or forced? I I mean, well, were, were like you, I said, were you? Did you allow yourself, or did you force yourself? Well, I I allowed myself to surrender to the process. And the process is very powerful. And the only way to, I would say, for me, safely navigate that experience is to completely surrender to it. Yeah. Leap of faith, if you will. Amen. Y'all want to end it on that? That's, <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> well, like that, pretty much the 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 greatest lesson uh, i think i've learned from psychedelics is right. the the letting the letting go of it yeah for sure that's what everybody um i uh, think collectively i, I think in Bo- yeah buddhism i think they say all all suffering stems from attachment man so what you're saying is don't send the email with the attachment <laughs> review <laughs> it first <laughs> <laughs> just send just send the the mind, the mind mail the love mail what you- <laughs> I, I don't know what, what were we talking about <laughs> We're well, talking about computers now. I was like, my uh, com- I had this problem today with my email. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, I think we're we're winding it up here at the psychedelic yeah. timeshare. So happy to have Brian on tonight. Happy to be here for our really inaugural show of uh, getting some guests on. And yeah, Brian, any final last thoughts you want to leave us with as we uh, as Mark takes us out here? Nope, no final thoughts. Let's keep it moving. All right, and. Uh, 